What's up, everybody? I'm Juan Antonio, and thank you very much for listening to 5 Minutes of Faith. I hope everybody had a good um, Labor Day weekend. I know it's I skipped uh, recording an episode for Labor Day weekend, but my wife and I went up with a couple of friends, uh, got some rest and relaxation in after um, these very long last few weeks. Um... Just to let you know, my wife Nicole is healing up nicely from uh, the uh, our dog Loki uh, biting her. Uh, her lip is, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be a long process, but the prognosis is still good. The prognosis is still strong, so we're very grateful for that. And because of you know what happened, we had to put our dog Loki down. So everybody in the household is still uh kind of hurting you know uh, especially since my wife and i don't have kids so loki kind of played that role for us so we're all definitely still on the mend from that and i'll talk about that in a little bit here but i wanted to jump right in and talk about a verse that stood out to me in ways that it hadn't stood out uh, before Uh, And it's in Acts chapter 9, verses 3 through 6, and it reads, As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So, in this scripture, Saul, who eventually becomes Paul the Apostle, actually is on his way to Damascus to find Christians or believers in Christ, persecute them, bring them back in chains, and probably eventually get them sentenced to be murdered. Um, But on his way to Damascus, Jesus literally knocks him off of his horse, uh, appears to him, And I never really paid attention to the fact that Jesus asked him and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? So here's what I found interesting was the fact that Jesus didn't say, why do you persecute my people? Why do you persecute those that follow me? No, he said, why do you persecute me? He took ownership of the people that Saul or Paul himself were persecuting as if it was he himself that he was persecuting. And I found that that was very, very powerful. And that led me to believe and to see that if you accept Jesus, you become one with him. You eventually, what what that will cause to happen is that a lot of your old tendencies will go away and a new you will start being formed. Um, It actually says in Galatians uh, chapter 2 verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And this is the Apostle Paul writing to uh, the church in Galatia. And he's telling him, telling them this um, to remind them that once you accept Christ, your life sh- it shouldn't be about you. 
It's about what God's going to do through you. It's about the people that are that you're going to impact. It's about bringing his kingdom of love, of peace, of mercy into the world around you. And I've been reminded this week constantly or these last two weeks constantly that God is with me and that he fights for me. Um, a couple of days ago, I'll be honest, I had a little bit of a breakdown. So I started praying and crying and I'm crying out to the Lord. And I told him, I said, God, my wife's face, it, 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 it's, you know, it's got stitches. Uh, her lip is swollen. Lord, and on top of that, I had to put my best friend down. I had to put down my confidant. And at that moment, I felt the Holy Spirit just convict me and tell me, wait a minute, you mean to tell me that your dog took the place of what I'm supposed to be? And that was a major, major eye opener for me. Because see, he wants us to run to him for everything, not just certain things, but everything. And he doesn't want us to fight our battles alone. He'll let us. But that's not what he wants. And it's important that we're honest with God. You know, when our mind starts going and uh, our minds start reeling and, and going all over the place, the best way to quiet your mind is by speaking to God about it. And he will provide you the peace. I had a situation a few nights ago where I woke up. Um, I'd say it was around two in the morning. No, it was, well, actually, no, it was around 11 o'clock at night where I woke up with the worst anxiety. And I'm seriously like hands are freezing, stomach in knots, and I start shivering. And at that moment, I go straight to um, I go to the bathroom and I, and I, and I pray in the bathroom because I didn't want to wake my, my wife, Nicole, up. After I pray, I, I feel a little better, but I still have this anxiety. But then I remembered that I read Psalm 46.1. And I wish I would have written that down uh, so that I can read it to you. But it essentially says, when you have troubles, the Lord is waiting for you to tell him your troubles. And to be honest, it's not that the Lord is surprised by the troubles that you have. No. We, we don't go to the Lord to tell him, hey, God, I'm going through this. And he's he's not like, whoa, I didn't know you were going through that. No, he knows. But that serves as a great reminder of who we need to go to, of who God is. God doesn't need to be reminded. He knows our entire story. But what he wants us is he wants us to stop relying on ourselves. And he wants us to rely on him Fully and completely in every single situation. In um, in the book of John, Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. That when the wolf comes to attack, he will protect us. And that's a great and powerful verse. But one thing that I've learned that a good shepherd does, and I actually shared this with my wife, Nicole, the other day, and it brought me a lot of perspective, was that good shepherds will not allow their sheep to stray away. They will own, they will set boundaries and they will not allow their sheep to stray away because if they stray away too far, that wolf or that, um, that lion, that bear, 
um, will hunt it down and kill it. So if a sheep strays away too far and it does it too many times, what the good shepherd will do is he'll literally break his sheep's leg, throw his sheep on the shoulder, bring it back um, to the herd and mend it back to health. That way the sheep will learn to depend on its shepherd and it'll stay closer to its shepherd. And you know what? During these last 18 months with my wife, Nicole, having cancer, with uh, her going through treatment, beating the treatment, and now getting her uh, lip essentially uh, split in half, having to go through plastic surgery and having to go through another uh, recovery process. God is literally breaking both Nicole and I. And I don't know why he's doing it. I don't know what he's going to do through it. But I'll tell you what, I have not been as close to the Lord as I have been over these last uh, 18 or or so months. Um, I haven't been closer to him or this close to him ever in my life. And I'll tell you, there are days where I do get uh, I do get super down. And there are days when I do get anxious and there are days when I worry. But you know what? The Lord God has brought me through every single day. There are days where I literally have to focus. Okay, let me focus on this moment. Let me do this one task. And if I get overwhelmed, first thing I do is I turn around and I pray to the Lord. And I am 100% completely honest with him with how I'm feeling and what I'm going through. And like I said, he's not surprised by that. He just wants us to rely on him in every single situation. Let me finish off by reading Isaiah 43 verses 1 through 7 for you. Isaiah 43, 1 through 7 says, But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, I will not. they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt your ransom, Cush and Seba in your steed. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, who I formed and made. So let me encourage you. You are formed and made by the Lord, the Lord God who loves you, who will search for you, who will seek after you. And he's just waiting on you to give him whatever you're holding back from him. And always remember, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. There's nowhere that you can go where you can flee from him. 
there's nothing that you can do where he will well where his presence won't be there the only difference is yes he's standing at your door he's right there but it's our job to let him in it's our job to open that door and let him in so let me encourage you today to please please let the lord in let us pray heavenly father we thank you lord for this day Lord, as we are on the weekend of 9-11, we thank you, Lord, for all the men and women that serve this country, those that we've lost and those that are actively serving now. We thank you for their hearts. We thank you, Lord, that we are one nation under God, Lord. Lord, we pray that you speak to every single one of us. We pray that you please allow us to see you in a whole new way. Lord, we give all of our iniquities to you all the bits and pieces that we're ashamed of all the bits and pieces that worry us all the bits and pieces that keep us up at night we give them to you and we surrender them to you we thank you lord that you are with us we thank you lord that it's no longer us who live but it's you who lives in us allow us to be reminded of that constantly Allow us to walk in boldness and to not walk in fear, knowing that you are in us, knowing that you are fighting our battles on our behalf, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything. We thank you for who you are. Thank you for loving us in exactly the situation that we're in now. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. That's all I have for you this week. Um, If you like this podcast, please feel free to rate it uh, and share it with uh, some friends. Um, If you would like for me to pray alongside you, please feel free to text me at 888-394-0184. Again, that's 888-394-0184. All right, y'all. Love you all. God bless. Peace.